0: Real <laughs> I <I'm funny. laughs> listening to the very first podcast for Jackman Radio. I am your host Eric Jackman. I'm your co-host Mike Jackman. And I would like to introduce to you Mr. Aaron Lafond. Yeah, I uh, didn't
1: know we were doing like the around the table thing. It's, you know.
0: I looked at him. I made a cue. I made an eyeball cue. Yeah.
1: That's like when you go to, like, class and they have you, like, have you ever done, remember those, like, getting to know you activities, like, put all your shoes. Let's do an introduction. You put all your shoes in, like, yeah, the icebreaker, you put all your shoes in, like, a pile in the middle of the room. It's like, everyone everyone grabs someone's shoe (laughs) and then, you 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 introduce yourself to that person.
0: Jesus. If it was in Iraq, grab the shoe and throw it at George Bush. Yeah, that's <laughs> the biggest
1: insult over there, you know. Yeah, that's kind of lame. How that is the biggest insult? Not beheading someone, or <laughs> shitting on him, or letting him on
0: fire, and putting him in a cage. That's not insulting. Mm. But anyways, uh, this, you know, we're the Jackman brothers, uh, the Jackman twins, and uh, you might ask, you know, why are we even doing this, you know? And uh, over the years, you know, we've done music and comedy and impersonations and acting and. People are always like, you know, the two of you guys together would be very funny and very powerful and, uh, you know, you should do that. So I guess it went to our heads and we're taking it to heart. Taking it to heart and we finally found uh, somebody who is, um, you know, brilliant, intelligent, up to date, funny, and uh, on point like we are, Mr. Aaron LaFond. So we are just thrilled, Aaron, to be involved in this endeavor with you and we thank you. Thank Mm. you. Aaron's also not, not only our friend first and foremost, but he's our... Producer and uh, engineer, engineer, IT guy. Uh, He's single too, ladies. Muse, yep. He is, he is single, ladies, and unlike G- like Bailey J, yeah. Some would say. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, a little bit of background on us, Eric. Why don't you tell uh, our listening audience, uh, maybe the the you know ten who aren't friends of ours, a little bit of our background. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, were born down in Framingham, Massachusetts, in uh, a couple. The guys weeks. came from. You're from Framingham. Framingham. I not I do not Tell a lot of wow. people that, but I guess the cats out of the bag. Now. <laughs>
1: okay. See, the audience can relate through me because I yes. really don't know a lot about you. I mean, I met you guys maybe what six months ago, maybe so no, a year no, I was ago. You, you, that. you and I met in 2012. Right. Yeah. We but met it was asked. it was rogue. Right. Right. It was a relationship. It was arm's length.
0: Right. We met, uh, I don't know, maybe nine or ten months ago. Okay. Of course, one of our first discussions was about the... But who's keeping track, The Phantasm film series, which we'll get to that later. But anyways, (laughs) uh, Eric was... Yeah, so we were born in Framingham um, in uh, October of 1986 when Bill Buckner let that ball go through his legs. You know, we're talking about balls now with the Patriots deflate gate. 1986, a ball went through Buckner's legs. He he already had two (laughs) balls between his legs anyways. So, you know, let's get another one underneath there. And then he tried to commit suicide after the game by going in front of a train, but that went through his legs too. So, is that a real thing? A joke. No, oh, the joke. the so, joke is he yeah. tried to jump in front of a bus, but it oh. went through. It went through his <laughs> legs. <laughs> <laughs> On Yaki way. For people who care oh, about the Red Sox, yeah. I mean, fuck, they've won what three World Series now since 2004. Uh, so Something it's not like even that. a thing anymore. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, we grew up in a town called Ashland. We lived there until um, the end of. 96, early 97, and then we moved to the beautiful, cold uh, Siberia tundra of Ringe, New Hampshire in March of 97, and that started our, um... Journey Rindige. F- Rindige. yeah. The you D
1: know. is not silent, the D is loud.
0: There's a high uh, population of people of Finnish descent. Yeah, so I was going to say, also the Finnish, it, Finnish capital of the United States. Some would dub it Finge. Finge. <laughs> and, uh, I've never you never that. heard that one? I never and, heard that and one. And at first we hated Ringe, but uh it, it turned out that our parents were right that Ringe was a hell of a place to raise a family. Everyone hates Ringe and, at first. Uh, at first. Well, it's cold as fuck. And you're coming from fourth grade down to Metro West Mass. You don't know anybody. Outside of Boston, you're up here, there's not much to do. Yeah. And and everyone no, who who lives back down in Mass, all of our relatives and friends that we had were like, New Hampshire, it might as well be. Yeah, they have this whole idea that we live at the fucking overlook from the shining. You yeah, know, we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're isolated in a snowstorm perpetually all year, which is yeah. half true. Yeah, well, right now, as we're speaking to you folks, we are at the base of Mount Monadnock in Jaffrey, New Hampshire, which is a famous town uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, the Underground Railroad came through Jaffrey, New Hampshire. Um, I believe part of Jumanji was filmed here. Back in the nineties. In in Jaffrey? There yeah, were there so was there's a, there's a high chance Rob Williams was coked right in this town, O three there's four it. five two. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I think there were a couple of uh you know, cutaway. Yeah, you guys scenes. you
1: guys are lucky you can promote like yeah, that's something you should say that at the beginning of every episode, like live from the base of Mount Manette. Because you guys you guys you know you're not are. lying. No, I mean, we yeah, folks when was... I get
0: up in the morning to go to work, the first thing I see other than snow is the mountain. Right. Mount right in our yard. God bless um, her you know which is so jaffrey neighbors Ringe. we live here now we made the transition we're jaffricans after yeah, living we are in we are transplants though we have we have to admit that yeah i guess you could say we where. started we spent our first decade in mass we were not tainted that bad don't worry we don't like mass holes either oh so you guys were in
1: framingham for 10 years Ashland, right next oh, to Right. Yeah. But all of I our, I wasn't even listening.
0: Like my grandma now is uh, <laughs> 88, dementia ridden, living in a nursing home. Well, I'd say existing in a nursing home in Framingham right now. Exist. So all of our aunts and uncles are still down that area. Uh, my dad has a huge family. He's got uh, five brothers and two sisters. So we grew up with a lot of uncles. Hmm. And uh, we're very, very lucky to have, a, have all those uncles and aunts. So, you know, that big family background and then moving in New Hampshire uh, a couple years in, we discovered that New Hampshire hosts the, uh, you know, primary in the presidential election. So we got involved in that. And that's going to be a big part of the show, obviously, for 2016, the upcoming election. Literally all the candidates from both parties will be here. They're actually going to be probably be coming through this town, which they, they, they do. You know yeah, they know the Keen, which if is they're not They're crazy enough; they'll come on this podcast, and we'll do our best to get some interviews and some snippets and uh, quotes from some of them for uh, the purpose of this show. Absolutely, and yeah, we have been blessed with that. Um, I got to give a shout out to all my Ravens out there, my fellow Franklin Pierce alumni. I know that you're working incredible jobs with that bachelor's degree that you got. I know I am too. We're making millions. We're one percenters in our dreams. That's Franklin Pierce College, folks, in Ringe, New Hampshire. Uh, now a- Franklin Pierce University. After the... F- which president was Franklin Pierce? The 14th. The 14th is regarded as the great one of the greatest presidents of all time. In his really? mind. Really? In actually, his mind. That's <laughs> actually not mind. true. Okay. No, no, Franklin, no, no. Franklin Pierce... One the most
1: forgettable uh, president yes, of all time. Forgettable, well,
0: forgettable, all the Fs. Forgettable and fucked up. Right, right. Didn't he... I mean... He watched his son die in a train accident. Ooh. A lot of people don't know that about Franklin Pierce. Or, you know, if they know it, they don't want to talk about it. What did did he turn to after that? The bottle. (laughs) Like (laughs) any self-respecting resident of New Hampshire will do during dark times. And didn't he just kind of attack his liver for the next few years and then he just faded away? He was pretty young when he died. He wasn't that old. I don't think he made it to, uh, you know... Old age, He really. was born in Hillsborough, I believe. Or, yeah, Hillsborough. Where's the paper mill here in New Hampshire, around here? Yeah, it's off 202. I think he, I think Franklin Pierce was born in Hillsborough, and I believe he died in Concord. He did. And there, yeah. were, the people had some issues with him because maybe some of his pro-Southern sentiments or sympathies during the Civil War. Well, he was, he was called War. a face. A face is somebody who's from the North but sympathizes with the South. Hmm. Huh. Southern leanings. So back in those days, it was like... Yeah, a black guy does everything for me, and yeah, I don't pay him, you know. (laughs) And he sleeps in the horse (laughs) stables. Damn right, yeah, that's okay. And I don't, that's that's kind of American, right? So, right, so a doe face, you know, even though you're from the north and you know better, and most of your neighbors are probably, uh, you know, pro um, abolition and against slavery. You're kind of, you know, you're that guy that's holding out. You might be the, tea, the one team. Who tea wouldn't b-
1: want to have someone doing a bunch of shit for him every day? You know what
0: I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, in the 50s, that was called marriage, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so he, he basically had a, a pro-Southern, or he just he didn't really acknowledge how bad it was. He didn't handle any... the issue. He didn't really tackle or handle it or acknowledge the issue of slavery. And so that was a... That was a check in the in the, the minus for him. Right, for some people it was, but for your Ted Nugent crowd, that was like he's the greatest president of all time. So well, he, what's the, what's the problem? Or just sometimes so he cleaned not, up on Super Tuesday, South Carolina, Georgia. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So, he did very well. Sometimes
1: right. being neutral is worse than taking a side, you know, because well, it's they, just they, you're, they say, you're being you, you're not you, you know you're just it's forgettable, like we said earlier. Like, sure, they oh, say this, sitting this guy's on,
0: not doing anything. Sitting on the fence <laughs> causes hemorrhoids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Martin Luther King said there comes a time when silence is treason. True. Same thing. Oh, fuck that guy. You know, you don't <laughs> say anything, kidding. you know. <laughs> uh, we we'll, can we'll do a whole show about MLK, okay? We'll, 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 you know, that's right, it. it's right, a whole right. other thing. That's so, a
1: special, the Christmas special. <laughs> so,
0: obviously, uh, you, you you know, you, you guys can get the idea that we're into politics and history. And, um, you know, Eric and I both went to college here in New Hampshire. Um, I went to Keene State, Keene State College, a.k.a. kind of, sort of college, aka the home <laughs> the home of the 2014 Pumpkin Festival riots fucking rage right, right the uh, riots you know I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed that that happened at my alma mater you know I went, I went several thousand dollars into debt to put the Keene State brand on my butt cheeks you know and <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> and, but uh, Keene State didn't have anything to do with no, that. No kids from
0: Connecticut, yeah, and from other just, places. Yeah, it's just fucking trust fund fucking dumb twenty assholes. year olds. You know, yeah, the no, world's I, full of them. You look at that. You know, you reflect on the, on the on the quote unquote riots up there. It's some drunk assholes drinking natty ice, turning over a few cars, you know, taking some signs and throwing them, throwing beer bottles at each other, and uh, you know, Keene, Keene, New Hampshire gets a bad rap. Well, you know what I also that.
1: heard. I heard that and this was someone that went to Keene I forget who the fuck told me this but I remember thinking at the time yeah this person is credible so you just have to believe me roll with it (laughs) but I I remember someone saying that there was a large campaign like uh, internal campaign by Keene State College before the Pumpkin Fest to like calm all the college students down and be like all right, kids we know Pumpkin Fest is coming up maybe you shouldn't do this maybe you shouldn't do that and like I understand you have to do something, but, like, as, like, dumb 20-year-olds, they're just going to push back against that kind of shit, you know? So maybe you just you, you put no level of expectation on it, and they'll just do what they do. But if, if, you, if you say, don't do this, most people are going to do it, you know what I mean? They're going
0: to do the opposite. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, yeah, yeah. So,
1: I mean, I'm not saying they're not responsible, but... The, the the faculty probably didn't handle or the the authority of Keene State probably didn't handle it as well as they could have or I guess at least they
0: just figured people who were studying to get their bachelors weren't going to act like you know people in the wake of the Rodney King riots. Well, in Keene, I mean New I mean, Hampshire, it's college, dude. but hey, yeah. we yeah we got that Bearcat keeping us safe. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. That Bearcat's keeping us safe. So a little background though for people who aren't from New Hampshire, the Pumpkin Festival. Uh, goes back, I believe, 20 or 25 years, and it's like Jesus. it's like the pride and joy of the Monadnock region. It's known throughout the state, and it's actually known globally Fam- because... It's family-friendly, too. It is family-friendly, um, but they have the Guinness Book of Records for most pumpkins lit simultaneously. And, I think and most now students it's lit. Most, <laughs> yeah, most college students lit is what it should be, but they're... Um, this thing has gone off without a hitch most years. Uh, in fact, my band played there back in 2010. Did you really? Yeah, I have a band no called Northern shit. Stone, folks. A, a little band plug here. I am a musician, I'm a drummer. Um, um Mike, do you have a website, perchance? Actually, we, we do or have a website. Facebook. Expand on that, Buck, maybe plug. a Facebook. It is www.northernstone.net. <laughs> oh, oh dot .net? Yes, dot nice. .net. That's yeah. more we're not official. corporate. Yeah, we're no. not corporate. <laughs> And uh, we played the Pumpkin Fest, it was a good time, a lot of cute college girls, uh, a lot of fried dough, a lot of beer, and there were no problems. And yet, somehow, last fall, you know, these transplants from Connecticut and probably from UNH, actually I'm hearing a lot of kids came from UNH to visit friends from out of town. Well, see, that's that's one of the things. And that was the big cause of this, because people in Keene are not, you know, that, that saying, don't shit where you eat? Well, you live in Keene. Are you going to be riding like that? I mean, people are taking footage with their phones. They're taking pictures. If you're a local person... You're gonna be all over that. Yeah. Hey, mom, we got in bed with Sally Mae for a hundred grand. Here's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm fucking turning cars over. You know. Yeah, exactly. I heard
1: that's one of the things that the college kids used to push back was uh, they invited. You know, all the college kids called up all their friends from UNH and you know uh, NEC, New England College, and fucking all the big colleges in the area and said you know well you know in so many words like you know they're telling us not to go crazy we're going fucking crazy right fucking come down for the weekend you yeah, know what exactly. i mean
0: exactly probably so, so I, you know a lot of them are probably majoring in safety studies and they got some good real life <laughs> safety studies and this uh, sound by the way yes, might, might annoy people but give a we're, plug we're all this. drinking let's, let's solo give a JMO cup plug.
1: yeah yeah we're all drinking jameson and ginger yeah. ale in a so-
0: red solo cup this is what you do to make New Hampshire bearable. I think this might be an actual uh, recurring thing for the show. This is the inaugural. We're going to be drinking something every show because you can rest assured uh, we're Irish and uh, we're in New Hampshire and it's cold. And, and chances are you're drinking something too. Hopefully to make this bearable. Hopefully, hopefully you're not yeah. drinking the government's Kool-Aid. Keep track at home, people. So tonight <laughs> on the inaugural, we are drinking whiskey ginger ale. Jameson whiskey in a solo cup. So that's me getting back in touch with my Keen State roots. Drinking Finerage roots. Drink. I learned, you know, drink out of a solo cup. You know, so, yeah. so I went to Keene State. Eric went to Franklin Pierce. We both majored in political science and minored in history. So that kind of informs uh, a big portion of our worldview. And uh, we're also very big into comedy. So we hope to have this podcast be a forum for you know jokes and impersonations and comedy and a lot of absurdism yeah we just basically we want to troll current events we want to troll what's going on right now and flip it on its face make fun of it point out the absurdities and the banalities of being on this spinning ball called earth where you have to pay taxes and you have to get dead dinosaurs and put them in your car, and kill <laughs> Arab people to get the dead dinosaurs to put in your car. You Whoa. gotta go to an it's, office. Every it's day. fucking outrageous. You gotta go to an office every day to get some uh, debt currency. You know, as my old man says, he's sixty, almost sixty years in uh, living here, and he's like, I don't even under- I don't even know about this planet anymore. You try being here for six decades. You do six decades on this fucking planet. That's yeah, our old man, yeah. Tony. Yeah,
1: he's... People live way too long now. Well,
0: it, fuck. He, he could live another 30 years comfortably. Yeah, yeah, could, his old man made it to 90. Shit, yeah. Our grandfather made it to 90. He was able to harass I mean, all his kids until he was 90 and fuck with them. How you long know? do you think like the
1: human body is designed to live for? 60. Without the enhancement 60, of... 60, really? <laughs> I think it's less oh, than that. Without the enhancement. 40? 40 good years. Yeah. yeah.
0: Without medicine and technology. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And without you porn yeah it's, it's yeah right it's without not, Bailey J dude it's not like you know these people like the Rockefellers and the Bush family and they're living to be like 90 and they're still oh fuck 100 they're still you know murdering and raping and pillaging the planet <laughs> having like, fun well into their 90s <laughs> yeah. you know like well into their 90s they're enjoying it yeah, you know? gen- it's called genocidal profit. Yeah. you know <laughs> so you know that's, that's a, comedy is a big part of our scene um, and so is music you know as well as being a musician uh, i love to listen to music and go to concerts. And so does Aaron. Aaron's probably been to oh, fuck concerts as many concerts dude. as I have for maybe more. And <laughs> no. uh, so every show we're gonna be bringing you a song and uh, a new band or an old band maybe you haven't heard of that we like. how many and,
1: how many concerts do you think you've been to? Mike? Oh well, hold on, hold on. Shh.
0: We've had our first first whiskey bathroom break. How
1: professional. He's taking a piss during the show. Are we in the bar in the first show or what here, folks? Urination. uh, You know, semi-live urination, folks. I mean, it's happening for us in real time. It's a
0: subgenre. Yeah. So (laughs) a lot of these acts and bands that I've seen, I've seen them multiple times. Right, right. So, uh, I mean, I've probably been to... When did you start going to shows? I started going to shows in 1999. How old are you? Uh, my first show, I was 12, yeah, I was 12, I believe it was the Moody Blues, really? in July of okay, 1999, like up in Guilford, New Hampshire, at Meadowbrook Farms. Was that your first
1: show as well, Eric? And then, yes. that,
0: then that fall, our old man took us to see Bob Dylan.
1: Did you guys and, mention, by the way, I'm sorry, did you guys mention when you were, you know, uh, describing yourselves and where you grew up and all that shit, did you, did you mention that you're identical twins? Well, I mean, te- sound technically, exactly like- according,
0: <laughs> according to the doctor in Framingham, we're fraternal. Oh. We're fraternal twins. Oh. And with more money and more testing, we could have identified us as identical. Wait, wait, wait. So
1: what's that about? Like, what's Is there one? just one check mark on the identical twins list that you guys... Couldn't make like you Great guys question. look identical to me. Interview our mom about this. What are, you, yeah. are your we'll bring pubes different? Like we'll
0: our, <laughs> we're gonna bring our mom on to go over this. Oh, I'm a big okay. L libertarian. He's a small L libertarian. <laughs> That's right. I have a beard and he doesn't. Eric has straight pubes. <laughs> Mine are kind of curly. You know? yeah. No, I don't know. He's little western. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the Mediterranean one. No, that's, uh, a, that's, great, that's a great question. That is a good question. I yeah, like, know.
1: what the fuck? I mean, you, you look like identical twins to me. I couldn't tell. I mean, for a while, I couldn't tell. There was a good two-week period where I was nervous as fuck to talk to either one of you because you I knew I, I was going to fuck up. Well, you, you know,
0: me? as a twin, when you're meeting someone or someone that even you've known for a while, just sees you and just goes, hey... They don't know which one. Yeah, well, well even, at, you, hey. even yeah. at
1: your birthday party, remember? Uh, when we'd known each other. That for was in October. Good. Yeah, he was I had, the white tuxedo dude, and I. Yeah, well, yeah, you're both wearing tuxedos, which didn't help which you're is, both wearing is the same pretty thing. Pretty fucking cool, though. It's cool, but I'm saying it's confusing. Like I'm, you know, I was True. a new friend at that point.
0: Fairly new, yeah. You were, but that's when our love was new. But I asked yeah. him
1: a question about Rock and Shock, and then and and you and he looked at me like dude I felt the wave of embarrassment washed over me as he walked away (laughs) said oh yeah I wouldn't know anything about that ask Mike yes
0: Mike is the (laughs) uh, rock and shock nerd who goes to those I had gone to many of those but I have outgrown them like a, like a kid who oh, grows yeah, a teddy as you, as you
1: should, as you should. There's something oh, wrong with him. Well,
0: unless you're a yeah. Twisted fan or a Juggalo. Yeah, right. Yeah. Are, well. you an, are you an ICP fan or a Twisted fan? Well, that's the place for you folks. <laughs> Every October, the second or third week of October in Worcester, Massachusetts at the Centrum, it's rockin' Dude, shock. Dude,
1: this year we should broadcast, we should... We should Let's do a do whole podcast thing about I'll, fucking rock. And get shock.
0: Rodney Piper on there. Yeah. A little background. He does, he won't show who, up.
1: Who, who, he's too know. cool.
0: So no, he, Rodney Piper does rock and shock. Oh yeah, was he there when we did a, my They Live poster? Mike, didn't you get a picture with him? Yeah, he was all serious. Oh, Yeah, I but, took hey, the hey, fucking yeah. picture. He yeah, looked, yeah. Where yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I, I laughs> yeah. the fuck were you when that picture was taken? That's how forgettable these things are. We'll put the picture up of me with Rodney Piper. It was awesome. Yeah, we should on the
1: Facebook. On the face, we have a Facebook, right? Yes,
0: we do. In, or you guys I gonna, don't want to uh, include myself no you're anyway. part of okay. it Aaron Aaron is, in, is involved <laughs> as involved as you might want to deny us but so wh- what's the Facebook well right now it's in the process of being changed but you're going to want Jackman Radio and and we'll 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 blast it out there. We used to be we, got, we had a comedy group. We called it Dark Irish Comedy, and uh, it just got stale. And we're rebranding things. And now I just like the simplicity of Jackman Radio.
1: Right, and that's the name of this podcast as well, Jackman Radio.
0: Podcast is called Radio I think it's Radio. good. I think it's good. I like it. And, and as and our I, first show, we want to hear your input and your feedback too, guys. Oh, they're
1: they're idiots. Don't listen to these idiots. Yeah, fuck the people. you got to follow your instincts. If it gets three likes,
0: we'll keep it. (laughs) Call me the electoral college because fuck (laughs) people who vote. Your vote means shit. We have this little thing called the electoral college. Well, if they knew
1: anything about podcasting, they'd be doing it. That's true. So, you know, If it was easy,
0: everyone would be doing it. Fuck you,
1: person. Because we're doing it, Aaron.
0: But basically, Rock and Chalk is this... uh, you know, horror slash metal. I never go to the metal concerts, folks. I don't like, I'm going to, no. I'm making a disclaimer. Uh, this is I'm going to drag you to the metal next, next year. This is Mike speaking. I don't listen to heavy metal music. I don't like metal. I don't like screaming in my songs. Um, I like a song where you can understand what the lyrics are. Not to say that these metal bands don't have good lyrics. I would just like to understand what the fuck they're saying.
1: That's called covering all your bases. Is what yes. he's doing right now. So that's now. this is a disclaimer for me. But anyways, he's I like, like rainbow sweeping up his footprints. <laughs> that's right, covering my tracks, as it were.
0: But I like to, uh, you know, commission. I, yeah. I watch. Uh, I like to watch scary movies and horror movies. And this goes back to when I was six years old, living in Massachusetts, and uh, my old man was watching TV, and Hellraiser Two was on. And I happened to, you know, go into the living room as he was watching it. And I looked at it. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> There's a skinless person coming up out of a mattress. And there was a box that this guy came out of that had pins in his face. and awesome. I was like, Awesome. This is like oh, the, the coolest thing I've ever heard. And the I'm best. scene. I'm like, Dad, I want to watch this. And he's like, I don't know, man. You're going to be scared, man. You know, if you have nightmares, it's your own fault. The next two weeks, all I could think of when I was in bed was just a skinless woman coming in, up. And where did you sleep those two weeks? Well, we had bunk beds. Had I bunk was on the beds. bottom bunk. Uh, I was yeah. in the top bunk with Eric. Yeah, we slept. We had we had to share a bed. So really? scared. I, so so wait, 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 wait. Hold on. So
1: being in a bunk bed wasn't like enough. No, you nope. had to. Well, to I was fight, on the bottom bunk. That's to closer that to hell fear. than the
0: top bunk. <laughs> to fight that fear of pinhead. God, you're. The bottom bunk's closer to hell in Leviathan than the top bunk. <laughs> well,
1: so, so Eric, like, what was your first movie where you had nightmares? Um, Total
0: Recall. Total Recall. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Mike is better than I do. That's such
1: a great like uh, you know you, juxtaposition. That, that, yeah, that shows how different you guys. Yeah. That's not even a horror movie. Yeah, but no. it's pretty violent and but, bloody. Yeah, it is. Uh, it shows like what three, can the it girl with three tits? It. That's yeah. not horrible. That It shows. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's your, great. Your show. No, no, <laughs> no I'm sorry, I'm I'm sorry, sorry. Eric, what, <laughs> what was
0: your point? What
1: were you? i just. It shows you like when you're a kid how things dramatic things like that can affect you you know like a, dr- a drama can fuck well, you up just as much as a horror movie yeah
0: there, there's a parallel between yeah. you know the fucking 1% or the new world order controlling the resources and tightening everybody mm-hmm. who lives on the planet so Mars is where this takes place give those people air you know give them air <laughs> that's that's boss. you are <laughs> already got what you need he would later become this republican rigid governor but he was totally a leftist Castro communist sympathizer in <laughs> <and> Total Recall <laughs> go back and watch it folks he's yeah. like, come on Cohigan, give, give, give them, them air You them everything you want you got everything Think you want get just get your ass to Mars, but um i specifically had nightmares about when arnold's in the dream sequence and him and that hot curly haired black haired woman um yeah. burst out of the, the the glass and they fall down and they're exposed in mars and they have no breathing apparatus and they're like <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was fucking eyes pop out of his head man it was that that shit scared me so that that caused me some sleepless nights and then again, another movie that my old man, uh, bless his heart, I love him. Uh, let us watch, you know, because we insisted on it. Because we we, we, it's bo- not we not like he, ass- oh, we, 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 we <laughs> harassed, you broke him down. We harassed <laughs> the fuck out of him. Or he like was just dead, trying to drink his his uh, what, 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 what he, did he drink back then? It had um, it had uh, lime. It was like a gin. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. I don't even know what it was. But he, he you know, he had his much. cocktail. He worked a long day. Right. He's trying to watch a movie. You know. <laughs> okay. And, and he got these two twin sons, you know, that are like what? Fuck, how old were we? Six, when or re- seven? six seven years old. Yeah. Dad, I want to watch that. Like, all right, man. Fine, man. Yeah. All don't, right. Don't tell your mother. Yeah, yeah. Don't it tell always her. had to be when mom. Was like out shopping because going it, to it, her it,
1: sisters, especially with dads. Like if you can find something, because men have such a weird way of bonding with Ooh. it's not it's not as it easy as do women can bond with each other so easily, and men have yeah. all these. Rules and regulations, and and like, Sometimes. So, but like you know, your you and your dad can bond over. Like I'm with my dad, it was RoboCop. Like yeah. we, we we sat down, and we like I, I don't know if it was like a, a show at one point.
0: It was on TV. Yeah, yep, I remember did. like every Shit. Friday
1: Shit. after America's Funniest Videos me and my dad would sit down and watch RoboCop and it was just like the TV he show. probably hated it and just but he sat through it because so he knew I liked there it. There was something going yeah, on. Yeah, like we yeah. just both sat there and well, watched RoboCop. Me,
0: movies was kind of like that for. Our di- but also hockey, ice hockey because yeah. my old man Sports Tour is a huge thing. My old man, man is thing. from Canada. It's, it's an acceptable with, bonding. With, as, yeah, as far yeah. as kids bonding it, well, with their It's a traditional fathers. mean of bonding with your father and he's from Newfoundland, and um, I think the dude could fucking skate before he knew how to walk. You yeah, know? it's like a rule up there. They shoot, Dads are so bad. They at shoot, figuring you, they it shoot out. you if you don't know how to skate. Before yeah, you yeah, can yeah. Walk. There's no yeah. manual, you know? But so, um, there our dad took us ice skating a lot, and it, it kind of became the thing where I liked it more than Mike did. Mike didn't want to do it, which is fine. We have our ice fishing, you said? Ice skating. Oh, ice skating. I would a, skate, uh, but uh, I have air time. I ice anything. Right, but at sucks. a. At a <laughs> <laughs> Why, <laughs>
1: is hey, cold? if you're from yeah, Canada, yeah. it's the norm. So <laughs> right. we
0: would go to this uh, luring arena in Framingham, Mass. was a public skating rink. And I just, I loved it. I loved skating around the circles. I loved seeing my dad skate. And, and, and the amazing thing, my dad could skate backwards better than most people could skate forward. And, like, that's Canadian-level achievement unlocked right there, dude. And, you know, I always wanted to be like, well, I want to impress my dad. I want to be able to learn how to skate. You know, I want to show him that I appreciate him bringing me here as a kid. And then I treasure these times that we have. So I got into hockey. I started watching the Bruins because I knew my dad liked the Bruins. And then from there, when we moved to New Hampshire, I was like, Dad, I want to play hockey. I want to get all the gear because I used to uh, steal all his gear out of his hockey bag in the garage and, you know, I wanted to play hockey. So I finally signed me up for a youth league and I played hockey and, um, you know, God, just had so much fun with that. I used to go to all your games and practices. The biggest fan was Mike. And our old man took it a step further and built a hockey rink in our yard. That's yeah. crazy. Okay, this is only in New Hampshire, That's folks. Maybe Minnesota or anywhere in Canada. <laughs> or or you Wisconsin. Have, or Wisconsin. You can have a hockey rink in your front yard that yeah. everyone drives by and they're just totally envious of. And he would be like, fuck it, man, put your skates on. Come on over. Yeah, get the fuck out there and Every, skate. You know?
1: Eric, did you ever do the Did you rollerblade?
0: Yes. You got into yep. rollerblading. Rollerblading, my dad. Because that is, was
1: super queer when I was growing. Yeah. Oh, back in the 90s. <laughs> I mean, to roll- the, in the 90s, there was like a two-year period where rollerblading yeah. was acceptable. Yeah. And then it, it became extremely uncool.
0: Yeah. Well, again, my dad had rollerblades. And then he bought me a pair. And um, we, even, this is when we lived in Ashland. We would skate around. our. We lived in condominiums. And all the roads were nice and paved and, and, and pretty nice. There was a couple of big hills, though. And my thing was I couldn't rollerblade unless I had a hockey stick for my belt. Oh really? My so you,
1: you never went to any of the like, uh, the, like the big parks, nah, yeah. I mean, or like where Tony they played Disney, they played music.
0: No, well, we had a place called Mecca in Ashland. And then they'd have
1: a slow skate where it, you could find a you, you know, <laughs> a girl or you know, your mom or something. <laughs> you know, like Well we had a, a place cousin. we had
0: a place called Mecca in Ashland, which was the skate uh, thing that you could go to every friday night which you'd be like the girl you have a crush on is hey you're gonna go down to mecca tonight or i want to go skate with you there Ugh, that's so you'd, lame you'd show up and you know you'd get like a Ugh, you'd get God. your skates on oh wait wait and, we missed it and you'd look for her and if she was there you'd be Mike so psyched flushed. you know your favorite green day or no doubt song would come right on, right, you know, right, right right 90s oasis was huge oh, right. i remember when uh, oasis album dropped i remember that being a new album Skating at Mecca and Ashland,
1: and it was great because you didn't have to listen to the song with Carson Daly introdu- oh, introducing God, it. Why does ISIS kidnap
0: and kill him? <laughs> yeah. You know,
1: Jesus, do something worthwhile. Uh, Christ. So we're at we're like we're at thirty one minutes. I know you guys you we didn't give me a definitive answer if you wanted to take a break or not. But if you want to take a break, we can take a break. If you don't want to take a break, we don't have to take a break.
0: Should we take a break with the song? Try the talk okay. about the song. We're gonna do, do this uh, for our. Uh, Inaugural show I hope to do it Every show Is to (laughs) Showcase one song (laughs) By a band That's either Old or new That uh, Eric Myself Or Aaron Likes And wants to share With the listening audience And uh, This show uh, The band's called Future Islands And I believe They're from North Carolina Or Georgia And a lot of people Were first uh, You know Turned on to them uh, By their Appearance last year on The Letterman Show. I mean, this is, in my opinion, the greatest musical May, guest uh, ever on the, on the Letterman Show. They're based in
1: Baltimore.
0: Oh, Baltimore. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the lead singer is a southern boy, though. Uh, I don't no, know. But the best no. thing to come out of Baltimore is The Wire. <laughs> <laughs> For John Waters. You guys got to see The Fucking Wire. You ever seen that show? Yeah, The Wire. Uh, that's a whole other show. But this this group, Future Islands, um, they appeared as a, I believe it was a three or four piece Four-piece. It was it's just bass, synthesizer and keyboards, drums, and this lead singer. Now, you picture Marlon Brando back in the day. You know, mixed with Henry Rollins. And you get this guy. Like Garrett Wellmers is his name, no. I think? No, William Cash. No. Nope. Uh, Samuel Herring? Samuel, That's him, Samuel that's Herring. Him. I'm just running down the, the yeah, list Mike, of names is, here. Is he, Mike, Mike told, is he really 29? I read an article where it says that he's... No tw- one's 29. It says that he's 29 <laughs> years old. We'll so. be 29 this October. Really? So he, this guy's either 29 or 30. He's, you know, he's, he's you know... He's, his hair is receding. He's balding. That's fine. But he his hair is receding. he owns it. He doesn't try to run from it. Yeah, bring that up. His so his performance on Letterman, man, he's it's just so it was so guttural Passion. and passionate and uh, emotional and uh, you haven't seen something like that on late night TV in a long time. So the first time I saw it, like I almost fell out of my seat when my friend showed it to me last year. I was like, man, show that to me again. And so I've listened to some of their other stuff and I hope to see him sometime. But. Uh, the band's called Future Islands, and the uh, the song is called Seasons Waiting on You. Well, you know,
1: did they play, did they do that during the Letterman?
0: Yeah, this is the song. Okay, that...
1: so instead of, I know we had planned to play the studio version, but instead of playing the studio version, let's just play the Letterman version. Yeah. Do you have it? I mean, I'll find it and, and throw and, it up there.
0: What was the basis of the song? I know you looked into it a little bit. What did he write the song about? Uh, Basically, it was about relationships that, you know, had come and gone um, a pretty... Intense relationship that he had and got out of the lead singer there. Something everyone
1: can relate that to that people right? can
0: relate to, and um, okay. you know, okay. and also struggles that he had in his life with uh, drug addiction and trying to make it big in the music industry. I mean, the, these guys have been around for ten plus years. Actually, this isn't their first album. This is like their fourth album, I believe. This is their break, and this yeah, is it's... this is how they broke through at, on Letterman. And it's just really impressive and inspiring, especially to, to me as a musician to see something like this. Because I've been I've been at it for quite a while myself so anyways folks this is uh... seasons waiting on you by future islands from their late night debut on the letterman show David Letterman sucks. You know he's a complete fucking yeah. He looks like an asshole. He is. He has no loyalty. I think so. And Paul, you fucking bald alien-looking fucking asshole. What do you, what do you think? Like you see a whole... Back to the 90s and Mr. Elliot. I'm wearing a fucking trash bag, so get with it. <laughs> I look like a fly in my videos. I got bitches and you got fucking hoes. <laughs>
1: Dude, I'm totally back on the Missy Elia train now. Because of the bowl. toilet bowl? Well, oh, the Super Bowl just reminded me. It's like, fuck yeah, I forgot Missy Elliot As-
0: was I'm the best ever. There's no one who can match me.
1: I just remember those videos in the '90s. Like she was. I remember like, her in the tunnel with the, wearing the trash bag. She fucking. was the black, like Marilyn Manson, like chick. Like she, she was just her visuals are so fucking weird Freaky. and creepy. Yeah. I was Innovative. always,
0: I was always more of a Queen Latifah fan. I'll be honest. Oh, you gotta get, get no, the so fuck just out out of here. here. Now she makes those fucking lame ass Uncle Tom movies with Diane Keaton. You know, and right, she plays the the black backup. Yeah. Yeah, you know Diane Keaton. You an old bitch, but you're pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know. Let's take this or money. Steve Martin She Let's, made a, like this launder this money motherfucker. <laughs> she made a movie with Steve Martin too. Yeah, what's yeah. that? She was in The Bone Collector, which is pretty cool. That's cool. <laughs> but um anyways, we digress. Uh, we will digress into a lot of movie quotes and allusions, but uh, um, anyways, guys, seasons waiting on you. The Letterman performance come on. Come on. Dude, the, just the raw emotion like, where did that come from? That... that, that, that this is a guy who doesn't even like metal, okay? But the, he came from a place of such authenticity that it, it just... It touched a nation. That thing... That thing went viral, like, tenfold.
1: Would you say it molested a nation? I think
0: it... No, it touched <laughs> him in, in a... <laughs> it's Sandusky the nation. It touched him in a very good and real place. And, uh you oh, know, shit. so much music is just so produced and and, I mean, For you only. know... We can even talk about the Super Bowl. You played Missy Elliott, you know that whole thing with Le- Katy Perry and Lenny Kravitz and Missy Elliott. Oh, it's so choreographed. Yeah, right. But this this which guy, which is, well, I guess, that's what you have to do for a Super Bowl. But we don't want any Janet Jackson nipples being thrown around. Yeah, Timberlake.
1: Yeah, there's you know, no, there's no spontaneity. chance for something crazy to happen. Right. Anymore. So this the, cool's happen.
0: My point is, this guy from Future Islands was just so real, yeah. and he's doing stuff up there that he he's just he's unafraid, he's fearless. Yeah. That's shown through. That's our song of the week. So I hope you guys like it and check out some other stuff. So what do we got next here on the docket? Did we want to touch on the Super Bowl a little bit before we go into American I mean, if you American want, these guys,
1: these guys have pages of stuff. We probably covered two topics last uh, last break. I mean,
0: what can you say about the Super Bowl? Bob Craft made more Terrible money. Commercials. He made more money. Really bad commercials the this best, year. The Pete They're Rose, all bad. the They're Pete Rose bad. commercial with the big fuck you to the whole like family. I like I Rose. I I, Pete Rose. I like Pete I do too, I love Pete Rose. that's what I'm yeah. saying. I love you know, not belong in the hall. Pete Rose is like fuck you. Yeah, you know, he I he's like I'm going to make a million a year signing baseballs. Yeah, here's Dude. a
1: baseball. Give me a 100. Bucks. The thing is with the commercials that it's become such a thing where it's like there's there's big hype about it but then but then you see these commercials and yeah maybe you might get a good laugh during the super bowl and then you see the exact same commercial fucking 500 times a day for the next six months and 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 they just they they run them into the ground and you just you don't care anymore i should
0: i would like to hit myself for promoting commercials or talking about commercials because something the jackmans do during commercials we mute them you oh, know. you got to. We if mute the do. commercials because Your commercials, they're always louder than the shows. To. And even during the Bush administration, there was supposedly a law that got passed to actually lower the volume. The volume. And, and, <laughs> yeah. When is that going to be implemented? Yeah. Fucking 2017 when they released all the JFK right. files? There's some loophole, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, there's a loophole. So but, we mute the commercials. But anyways, the commercials that they showed, the two that I liked the most were the, the quick one with uh, Brian Cranston reprising his role as Heisenberg from Breaking it. Bad. I didn't see that one. It's great. I, that was kind of cool. And then the fucking trailer for the new Terminator movie. I didn't see that. one I mean, either. it I'm old. It, it doesn't look good. Will I be there seeing no, it, it? it's the, not going to the multiplex. Dude, yes,
1: there's <laughs> no good sequel. I'm, I'm sure you can Terminator argue. Two. You judgment will day. argue it, but I'm I'm telling you, like the 85. It's got to. It's probably more than that. I don't know. House Two is pretty good.
0: House Two, not- the second story. <laughs> Fucking terrible. <laughs> Critters 2, not bad. No, 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 no. Critters 2? No, I'm just kidding. I'm Tur- throwing shit there. Terminator, Terminator, Terminator. Uh, Terminator uh, 2 will stand as dead. All all greatest right, right, Okay. All time. That's fine. That's, but, there's one. You know what? I mean, Aliens, I mean, Godfather I mean, 2. Aliens is good. Empire Strikes Back. All
1: right, but I'm saying... David. What about Jaws 2? Ugh. they make there's franchises now right. where like you have you make five of the same movie and you know
0: you're gonna make it when you make the first yeah, one and you make so, a little right. after credits bullshit yeah, that's true you yeah. know all this Mar- marvel like marvel's ugh. the new disney no, like, it,
1: this is just so depressing stanley just depressing. fucking die
0: just yeah. like quit yeah quit I, I, hey man you could go up to a bar even if you're 90 yeah i created spider-man want to drink no. That's no the, one's
1: fucking Spider-Man creator who guy. Cares these days. About they don't Spider-Man care. Anymore. These
0: young chicks out there don't They don't care. They Spider-Man's. They want the Thor. guy who plays Thor. They want Iron Man. They don't want Our the creator. Director, I am Iron Man. Yeah, do yeah. do do it Mike when um he tried to get Mel Gibson back in the good graces in Hollywood. Yeah, they had some like gala event and this is after Mel Gibson went on his big tirade and this big his big rant against his ex against the Jews we'll, we'll against against, women, against anyone you know he he was he took on all comers i mean yeah he took on everyone you fueled by tequila fueled by tequila by the way folks that was when he was doing his podcast he was drinking tequila podcast so he's in, he's on stage with Robert Downey Jr and Robert Downey Jr who of course has been through he he's, <laughs> a crack, he's a crack puppet. Being caught with you know women would of the him, night. What Uncle Paul call him some asshole yeah. burnout. Yeah, he's LA. a burnout for ballet. Yeah, he's you know. a fucking burnout from ballet. Burn you know, sure. playing Charlie Chaplin. You know, what a fucking asshole. <laughs> but he's he's up there. He's like, my career's back on track. I'm fucking Iron Man. And let us, anyone in this room who has never sinned, cast the first stone. Ladies and gentlemen, Mel Gibson. And they all clapped for him. Like Mel was brought trotted back out and sure. everyone except the Weinstein brothers were clapping for him and it was like Mel can come back. Oh well, he'll, he'll be
1: back. Anyone that has Robert Downey Jr. introducing them too, I mean, post Iron on. Man, you
0: got fucking Iron Man in your. Court. Half of
1: those people are clapping for Robert Downey Jr. Well, they want to I be mean? in Iron Man Seven, right? You know? Right.
0: <laughs> they want to be in the next Iron Man Avengers crossover. Oh shit! I, I'll, I'll be honest. I will watch the new Avengers.
1: I'm sure you will. I will
0: watch anything Mel Gibson makes. I love I, I love Mel Gibson, dude. The pa- the Patriot. Conspiracy I'll give back theory, my son. Conspiracy you know? theory, payback, ransom, Braveheart. Payback is my favorite. I mean, it's just any lethal weapon. Run the gamut. How much money signs. has He's... he made for 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 Hollywood? Sign. fucking signs. Oh, yeah. signs is great. <laughs> M Night Shyamalan's last good movie. <laughs> Only good movie. No, yeah. Unbreakable was pretty good. Yeah, it's alright. No, I it was. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Unbreakable was pretty good. I'll give you the Village. Yeah, it's breakable. I'll give you the Village. Sucked. The you know why the Village sucked? The Village sucked? Is terrible. That was a blatant rip off. Rip off of an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode? Really? Sure. Look that up. Sure. Hmm. Yep. That's that's a fact.
1: I am gonna fuck you. I'm gonna look at that. That's up a right
0: fact, now. dudes. But uh, we wanted to talk. Uh, I guess this is also a film. We're gonna talk about movies a lot too, because you know I'm sure you guys have noticed we're we're into film and we're film buffs, but. Uh, this whole American Sniper thing, Eric, do you want to weigh in on some of the political implications and, and you know, uh, with how they're talking about the Iraq War? Now that the Iraq War is, quote-unquote, over um, mm. after 12 years, Yeah. how is Hollywood going to talk about the Iraq War and Afghanistan, um, you know, similar to how, how Hollywood, you know, talked about maybe Vietnam? Vietnam, right. What, what are the parallels and what sure. is that going to look like? Sure. Well, you. Oh, have- hold on,
1: hold on. Before we get into this, because I know it's going to be crazy— um, the one connection I can find is that Charlie Hoffmere um, was in both he was an actor he was in both Are You Afraid of the Dark and The Village so no, I don't know I, if that's the connection oh
0: shit you know what the Sixth Sense was a rip-off of an Are You Afraid of the Darkest? Oh, okay. Sixth Sense, okay. okay. Sorry, guys. Well, Somebody. That's, that's
1: weird, though, yeah. that I it's just found that It's an M. Night Shyamalan
0: connection. joint, you know? You I... did just find that. That guy. is an interesting connection. I didn't M. Night, do... we're fucking on to you, bro. You know? As <laughs> if <It's just> the <laughs> box office wasn't on to him four movies ago, and they still let him make The Last Airbender, uh, or The psh. Happening. He's a shit bender. Yeah. I almost walked out of the happening. I usually stick it through to the end of every movie, no matter oh, yeah. how. Yeah, Mike, till the bitter end. No matter how bad it is. Like, I'll, I've seen Jurassic <laughs> Park, too, like eight times, but no matter how bad a movie is, I will stick it, you know, stick in there till the end. Our uncle lived with us for a while, you know, and we rented a lot of movies with him. Mike, Mike's the movie connoisseur. He rents the movies. He's the one who knocks. I he's, pick him out. Yeah. He's I, the danger. I know who I'm going to be watching the movies and, with, and I base it. And Uncle Paul is just like, oh, yeah, Mike. Till the bitter end will stick it out with the movie, even though it sucks. No matter how bad it is. Til the, till the bitter that's end. That's when I was watching The Gate with Stephen Dorff from the 80s. <laughs> which like is, fucking gape with Stephen Dorff. <laughs> it's not bad. But, um, yeah, The Happening, I almost walked out of it, but... M. Night Shyamalan, yeah. He's got another horror project coming down the pike. I have a feeling uh, of won't even... Of course he does. Dude, just go get a fucking job at Dell, okay? Or go work for <laughs> CNS Grocers, all right? Go yeah. do what you're supposed to work do. Work for Apple. Yeah, go work for fucking Dell. But you know? I, I, anyways, uh, this American Sniper thing, I mean, it's, I forgot based, we it's, on that. it's based off of this book that Chris Kyle, this, right, right. this actual real person who was uh, supposedly the most deadliest sniper in history, you know, what, 160 confirmed kills or whatever they say it was. Um, wrote this book that came out where he alleges all these things and uh... they made a movie about it yeah I've, uh... he did four tours in iraq you know served honorably you know say what you will about it um, you know my big beef um, with with the whole thing is, is how he tried to defame jesse ventura and i have to make a disclaimer you're gonna hear me talk a lot about jesse ventura i'm a huge fan um, he's one of my political idols. Of I, my wrestling or of my governorship? Of everything you've ever done, Jesse. Including that Irish Spring Sport commercial in 1991. What, but What about the Predator? The Predator's great. A running man. is great. But, um, or conspiracy theory with Jesse Ventura, so, even better. What, what you can't see is is
1: uh, Mike shaking his head as he does the impression. <laughs> he's, he's
0: doing. He's putting the Parkinsons ad into yeah, it. It's great. Yeah. yeah. But I love Jesse Ventura. I'm unabashed about my love for him and my support for him. And Chris Kyle. Um, a Navy SEAL. Navy SEALs are the the baddest motherfuckers on the planet. These guys are tough. They're trained. They're killers. And they don't look like Jesse Ventura. They look like regular dudes that you might encounter every day, and you would have no idea that they're Navy SEALs. Right. And and, and I thank them for their service. And um, you know, I'm proud to say I have. There's people like that that are looking out for our interests. And Jesse Ventura was one. He was he was underwater demolitions. He was a, called a Frogman, which was the precursor to the Navy SEALs. So all the training that Navy SEALs get, Jesse Ventura had. So for all intents and purposes, Ventura's a SEAL. He's like one of the original. Right. with Dick, Dick, He talks about Dick, Mars- Marsenko, Dick Marsenko, SEAL Team 6. I mean, Dick Marsenko's a bad motherfucker. We blew a lot of shit up, Eric. Right. Underwater demolitions, Sears training, basic underwater demolition school. Ventura did it all. So anyways, Kyle wrote in his book, American Sniper, that he punched out someone called Scruff Face at a seal bar after a funeral of a fellow seal. Because he said that Scruffface was bad-mouthing our seals or Americans serving in the Middle East saying, quote, we could deserve to lose a few. So that was grounds for him to punch Scruff Face. And it later came to light that Scruff Face, he was referring to Jesse Ventura.
1: Yeah, he was on uh, actually Open and Anthony. Opey Anthony. Yeah.
0: Right, right. Yep. So... Ventura hears about this catches wind takes the thing to court in Minnesota and it does for a while man it's not it's not looking like Ventura well because
1: what's his uh, the, the guy died
0: Chris Kyle he was as killed as everyone
1: knows if you've seen the movie he dies and then right People were all uh, kind of upset about Jesse for continuing well, on. They, they with, you can't in, really blame him. Like if, if someone's defiling your fucking name, like you kind of have. Well, there's this
0: thing in his mind that Ventura's going after a widow, which is complete right, bullshit. Right, yeah. Because Jesse was going after Chris Kyle, right. and then when Chris Kyle unfortunately, he dies, unfortunately was killed, what are you supposed to, to do?
1: Just halt everything? Like you've already went, invested he, thousands of dollars. Right. He went in after the
0: publishers yeah. of the book, defaming him in the estate, yeah. maybe in the. Right. Well, the publishers. Well, the, the publishers, they're, they're responsible they're the the for it yeah, in the yeah. end. Fuck yeah. Right, they got to fact yeah, check their out. shit. Right. But
1: also, I mean, you have to think, like, even though they're responsible for it, they also know that this very thing can make them money. Huge money. So it's kind and of like you they have, have to think. have a think, court case. You have to think, like, they're, you know, they're, they kind of took a gamble. They're like, weighing their options. Yeah, they're weighing their options. Like, this can either make us money or it can lose us a bunch of money. Like, you know.
0: Right. Well, the movie so, ended up making a buttload of money. Right. Oh, it's made a <laughs> load of money. Yeah. It's made so much money. Um, in another episode, I'd love to bring my friend on um, who was a conscientious objector in the military after being... Uh, he was attached to a unit that um, killed numerous civilians in Iraq who were actually re- reporters. And, um, you know, you get ordered to do shit when in basic training, my buddy described it as being broken down into a machine and then built back up into a, a perfect killer. Hmm. Yeah. Just forgetting that human element. And that like struck a chord with me, man. It's like that, major that's, pain. That's that's some serious shit. Yeah. Some serious shit. Um, yeah, that's what, you know, that's what they want to do to turn you into a killing machine. And then they come back and they have PTSD and they're damaged and they have drug addiction and the government, you know, just <laughs> kicks them to the curb. Kicks them to the curb. They don't give a shit, you know. Homeless homeless vets. Still, people are they're still ca- a huge issue. You they're know? catching
1: on though. Like our generation especially our generation, like you know, people are catching on. Like I, I, I it's weird though, because definitely people are definitely, you know, joining the military, but it's not at the rate that it once was. Like it's it's pretty well known and common knowledge that veterans aren't taken care of and you you get fucked for your money and you know they probably will only pay for half your college and you know it's just it's you can't stop the spread of information now with the internet and everything so people i think you know i, I used i think back at like my my high school graduating class and like dude there's no doctors in here <laughs> like, I, like, where where is America getting their doctors now? None of these kids are going to become gonna doctors. Be doctor. You know, like, yeah, that's
0: a good that's question. Good point. <laughs> it's a good point from our class too. You it's a good know? Point.
1: and I think the same thing with uh, with military, like. Yeah, you got the dropouts that fucking be- eventually just have to be forced, and because they have nothing else to do, they just go into the well, military. Well, and you that's had a lot. Of, you had a, a lot c- of
0: kids who were groomed because they right. had recruiters there at your lunch table, that's, yeah, that's, or it's, or it's in your family, or it's in, like in your family, you know, like your sure, dad was in the military, sure, a legacy thing,
1: which is very
0: respectable.
1: But, sure, yeah, but no, but thank that's God becoming... that
0: there's, there's, you know, people signing up to do it, so yeah. we don't have to. But I, you know, it's the point is less, the way the uh, way they're being treated and used is is not good. And, and the fact that they're conditioned to not question their orders or, or not question the mission. You know, the mission. What are we doing here? Like, if you if you watch Restrepo on Netflix, the, the basis of that, those guys were there in the Korangal Valley in Afghanistan to help support building a road. There was no fucking way a road was going to be built in that place mm. in Afghanistan. Yeah. With all the Taliban that was there, with all whoever the fuck was there. There's no way a road, you know, like, like right here, 124 is a road. Yeah. That was not going to be built out there. <laughs> no. But those fucking guys, we'll were f- they were fed this Orwellian nonsense that we're going to build a fucking yeah. road out here.
1: All of a sudden, you have to drive on, like, the right side of the road out there.
0: Yeah, drive on the non-IED side. <laughs> and it never happened. Yeah. And a lot of fucking Americans died. A lot of, a lot of Restrepo, you know, have you seen Restrepo? Was in I think I had. Right? Yeah, yeah. Afghanistan, I the Corrigal yeah. Valley. I so think I have. It's so sad. Young dudes lost their lives. They went over there for for months at a time, and served. And they're like, "We're going to build this road. We're gonna we're gonna meet with the, the locals, the villagers. You know, it it didn't fucking happen." Well, that's you know that's a whole another show. I mean, we got kind of serious here towards the end. It's uh, something that we are passionate about. We uh, are because, because a lot know, of our generation, have, you know, they. I I hate it. I hate to think about it. Guys our age who are fuck, younger who are fucked for life. Because of these lies and this bullshit that our government feeds to them, I
1: and mean, but the, and you know on the other side of that, there's plenty of guys that will tell you, you know, the opposite that you know the government took care of them and you know. Oh sure. And I'm oh, sure absolutely. there's guys. I'm sure there's guys out there like that that you know everything just worked out. Um, yeah, they have healthcare. That, health that, care that does, That's have... you know that's that's you know that's like a guy who gets fucking hundred years, you know, a, a life sentence on a fucking a guilty plea, and yeah. he he you know he wasn't he's innocent it's Mm. kind of like the same thing you know she kind of negates that one innocent guy Mm. negates everyone else
0: yeah the west memphis three that's a whole other show too we (laughs) folks we have the point is we have a lot of shows that we're going to do we're going to intersperse comedy with seriousness current events politics music film and whatever we feel a lot of passion coming from these three guys yeah and we want to try and bring that to you and we hope that uh You guys have enjoyed our first show as much as we enjoyed making it. And please send us your ideas for topics to cover on Jackman Radio. Don't send us your ideas. Don't Don't send them to Aaron. (laughs) My idea is don't listen to Aaron LaFond. I don't want to know. (laughs) He's a grotesque, wretched
1: fuck. Just assume I've already thought of your idea and don't send it. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, it's been a pleasure sharing our thoughts today with you on this day. Do we, do we want to end with a song or stand-up or what do you guys want to do for the end? Or we could just end it cold.
0: We could bring, um, you know, in honor of Bruce Jenner. Uh, she'll be a woman. She'll be a woman. All right. Neil Diamond version? Uh, I like the Pulp, the Pulp Fiction version. The Pulp Fiction okay. version is okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. dangerous. All right. This is in honor of Bruce Jenner and, and uh, his, her transition into uh, being a woman. I can't f- wait to find out your female name, Bruce. And uh, the next show will... Uh, We'll bring, uh, you know, a, a film of the week that we want to talk about and more music and uh, maybe an interview. We're going to be doing interviews. That's going to be a facet of our show. Um, we'll try and get those in studio or over the phone, or we'll probably record them with a little recorder out in the field. So, this is Jackman Radio. I'm Mike. I'm Eric.
1: All right. Uh, I didn't, yeah, the brown table. And again. you're Aaron. Aaron, yes. And soon yeah. you'll be a woman. He's not your kind. They'll never get tired of putting it down. And I never know when I come around what I'm going to find. Don't let them rain. A chance of landing for sure. Surely it would, baby. Have done.